This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode. We talked about how to make small changes in an organization's culture to stop repeating negative uh, negative climate behaviors in our last episode. In this episode, we will talk about ethical fitness. Just like we practice physical fitness and spiritual fitness, we need to make sure that we're that we make a concerted effort to practice ethical fitness. Physical fitness establishes muscle memory so our bodies can adapt and be healthier over time with consistent effort. This is the same with spiritual fitness and ethical fitness. We have to exercise our ethical muscles. So when the time comes, we have adequately developed our ethical muscle memory. I'm bringing this up because I recently attended an event where there was a discussion about the most recent top, most trusted professions based on honesty, integrity, and ethics. I found it very interesting and worth discussing. When the Gallup polled people, they posed the question, please tell me how you would rate the honesty and ethical standards of people in these different fields. From very high, high, average, low, or very low. Now, before we get into this, I just want to say that I respect all these professions we're going to talk about and are extremely important to people and society. And if you're thin-skinned, you probably might want to skip this episode, but I hope you don't. In the top five professions, we have nurses, medical doctors, grade school teachers, pharmacists, and number five are military officers. So what was interesting about this for the top four is that prior to COVID, the overall ranking for nurses in 2017 was 81%. And then it peaked in 2020 with 89%. And in 2021, I went back down to 81%, which is expected during the pandemic uh, for nurses, uh, you know, because they're the link between the doctor patient care and can add that little extra touch of, you know, good bedside manner. Medical doctors are in the same boat. You know, in 2017, we, the public, ranked them at 65%. And in 2020, they peaked at 77%. And now we're hovering around just 67%, which is just two points higher than the pre-COVID or pre-pandemic times. And teachers' ratings had jumped to an all-time high to 75% in 2020 after, you know, varying between 66 and 70% from 2010 to 2017. However, their current ranking is now 64%, and that is a new low. My two cents is that the public is quick to trust an entity when they direly need them and the services they provide, and when the perception wanes that they're not direly needed, then their trust also falls off. Also, the whole vaccinated versus unvaccinated debacle and the medical information and misinformation campaign uh, that was waged. I believe that many people started to question what information they should listen to and is that information credible? Then when people asked hard questions and there are certain people in the medical community that said, uh, well, I'm the doctor and you're not, so just trust me. In that line of answering and and to the public, in my opinion, uh, they might find it condescending and that they might start to lack trust in that profession. Now, for teachers, this this decline uh, could be summed up in a response for 
as all the parents out there, what we found what they do for our kids on a daily basis. And my hat's off to you guys. Like, I don't I don't have the patience for that. Um, and I think all parents, you know, felt this way too when students were doing virtual learning during the COVID year, year and a half. And then when they started to go back to school, it was a big relief. And then people were like, yes, teachers are doing the right things and teachers are awesome. And it's a really hard profession uh, and they should be doing it. But at the same time, there was some tension between uh, virtual school and in-person schooling when some people went back, some people didn't. Then, of course, it should be, well, should children wear masks in school and the back and forth with that. And some people said, yes, you have to wear your mask. And some people said, no, you don't need to wear your mask. And there wasn't really a clear, concise uh, standpoint on that. And none of that is the teacher's fault. You know, they're, they're following the protocol that was put in for them. And then now, you know, teachers have to teach to a specific curriculum, which also isn't their fault if they want to continue to have a job. However, the profession is taking a hit because of political influences on the curriculum. Now, as far as honesty, integrity, and ethics are concerned, I still believe that the public has, you know, confidence in this profession because after all, uh, when you send one of your most valuable things in your life, and the most valuable uh, things in your life, which are your children, off to somewhere for somebody else to care for them and know that they're treated with dignity and respect and they're cared for and they're safe and they're a good learning environment. I think most parents don't think twice about it. Uh, They think, yeah, my kids are good and I'm sending them off to school and they're fine and they're learning. And that the people who are in, you know, trusted uh, to be leading them and in charge of them are doing a great job. So I don't think that that is the problem. I think the problem uh, with the wane and trust could just be a lot of the political influences uh, that are put into the curriculum that a lot of parents are starting to look at and starting to question. And if the teachers want to have a job, they got to continue to teach to it. So uh, that's just my two cents on it. Now, this one hit home for me. Uh, and this one really is kind of a, a political um, adjustment on the polling on whether Republicans or Democrats and how they view the military. So Republicans still revere military officers more than Democrats, and the Democrat leans uh, to about 59% of trust. Uh, but their image among uh, Republicans has fallen since the Gallup's first reading in 2002. So, you know, some of this makes sense to me because our military at large has been an enduring conflict for 20 years and has been asked to do a lot. Uh, which requires a strong moral compass and ethical fitness. The recent drastic dip, though, from both parties, and this is what's telling to me, right? So if the Republican Party went from 84% trust down to 62% trust, and the Democratic Party went from 67% trust down to 59% trust, um, there's only a 22% difference. It went, I'm sorry, it went from a 22% difference to an eight point difference, uh, meaning that there is a similar opinion in the drop in trust and ethics, honesty, integrity of the services. But the question is, but why, right? Maybe it's because of the recent withdrawal from Afghanistan that left a mark on people. Maybe there was a perception of veteran involvement in a January 6th incident, which the public often links veteran behavior with current service member involvement. And it's definitely not the same. And the mindsets are not the same either. They may be similar, but they're not the same. And in the polling, the reasons for those who express the least amount of confidence or lesser confidence in the military stated 13% was due to political leadership, stating that they thought that the leadership was too politicized and not unbiased in any way. 
9% saying it was because of the scandals that were going on, which included sexual assault. 8% said because it was too expensive and that they had the and that the military had the wrong priorities. So we were spending money as a nation on the wrong things in the military. And 15% cited unspecified other reasons. So uh, I would really like to know what those other reasons are. I wish the report got a little bit more specific in that uh, because, you know, when you have a significant drop, you know, you, you kind of want to know why. And there's nothing that really points to the reason why. In the other cases, it kind of makes sense. Uh, the correlations between events and people's perceptions. And then, you know, as things drop off and wane as importance, uh, so does possibly the confidence into it as well. And also possibly uh, how certain individual circumstances were handled during, uh, you know, the pandemic uh, years and post-pandemic years and how we came out of it, which could have, you know, uh, left an impact on people. I bring this up. Uh, not to really point fingers at anybody and talk about, oh, well, you know, these are bad because, you know, if this is still the top five most trusted uh, professions out there, according to the public and how they view it, that's really, really good. Um, and if you're still hovering above the majority of the people still have trust and confidence in these professions, that is super good. Uh, but I also say this, that, you know, maybe that there may be a decline in honesty, integrity, and ethics amongst even the top professions. And that kind of says a lot. You know, have we lost our way? You know, have we forgotten about our ethics? You know, I think maybe we have, uh, maybe a little bit. So how can we turn this around? If we did three things consistently, and I mean consistently, because just like physical fitness, without consistent exercise, you will never make the gains. So we need to make some, you know, ethical fitness gains here. So first I would offer up that, you know, we should read daily to feed our soul and our moral compass. Many people do this in different ways. Some read daily devotionals, some listen to many sermons on a podcast, uh, and some people may be listening to this one and may get a little adjustment, which would be awesome if that happened. And some people read philosophy extracts. But what this does is it focuses our mind and our soul on things that really matter, and it drowns out all the extra noise in our daily life and kind of refocuses and recenters us on the things that really matter. And second, you know, we need to be intentional about how to become more virtuous, you know. And one method that I would recommend using, and I've talked about this before in a different episode, is Benjamin Franklin's 13 values and using a chart similar to the way that he practiced and implemented them into his daily life. And so what he would do is he would have a chart that he would keep in his journals and uh, he would mark off each week which values that he wanted to intentionally practice during that week and during every day during that week. And so what that really did was it made him focus on his intentions and his actions to get better in each of those categories that he selected. And some of these virtues are still really, really important today. And I would argue uh, that maybe we have forgotten about some of these, right? And so some of them are that I think important out of this 13 are temperance, order. Uh, you know, do you have things in order to make your life simpler every single day? You know, resolution, right? How committed are you to doing something? Uh, frugality. Uh, are we overindulging in things or do we have the right amount of what we need to do the things that we need to do? Sincerity. You know, how often... Have you asked somebody, and this is like the most simplest thing that I can uh, equate this to, right? Is when you see somebody, you're like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, good. I'm, 
how about you? And you're like, good. And you just keep walking. Is that just a greeting or do you really care? Like how sincere are you in doing that? So Benjamin Franklin would say that that interaction right there was pointless because neither one of them were sincere. And he would try to you know, kind of go away from that because he didn't view value in it unless he really, really cared. And he was being sincere about it. You know, moderation. Are we overindulging things? Are we having a good work-life balance? Are we having a good balance in our life just overall? You know, tranquility, right? Are we seeking peace uh, with ourselves and with other people? And are we, you know, trying to agitate and are we trying to get at uh, people just because, uh, you know, that's the way we were treated? And, and humility, right? Humility goes a long way. You may be the best person in the world, but if you're not humble about it and you're very prideful, uh, people will shy away from you. You not want to work with you. Uh, you. You could be incredibly talented, but if you're not humble about it, people kind of look at you in a certain eye and be like, I don't know if I want to work with that person because... You know, yeah, they're talented, but kind of difficult to work with. I don't really like to hear about them all the time. You know, and these are some of the virtues that he found important in his everyday life and that he made strides each and every week and each and every day to incorporate them into his life. So what I would offer up, you know, what do you do to focus on the values and the virtues that you find important and how do you implement them every day? And I, and I say that because this goes into my last point of is we need to remember that we are all human and that we need to treat everybody with dignity and respect and with the way that we want to be treated, right? This is the golden rule. Often we get hung up on who has done us wrong or perceived to has done us wrong. Uh, we may feel that we need to get, you know, we need to get even or we need to get ahead of somebody else before somebody gets ahead of me. I know this person is going to treat me this way, so I automatically need to treat these people this way. Or maybe this is the way I was treated, so I'm going to treat others the way I was treated because, you know, they deserve to feel the same way that I was treated. I don't think we need to perpetuate that uh, because this brings about negative behaviors and thought patterns. And I think the world and the workplace would be better if everyone just treated each other the way that we wanted to be treated, regardless of how we were treated. And that's incredibly hard to do sometimes. You know, and I believe that any profession can make it into the top five. Uh, you know, I know everybody can't be the top five, but any profession can really rise up to the top when it comes to being the most trusted profession. I mean, how awesome would it be where every profession um, that we do is, you know, rated above 50% trust level? And, you know, there there's a list of like 20 to 30 professions on there. And you would be like, wow, you know. Uh, shout out to the mechanics, by the way, because they have risen in their trustworthiness amongst the profession uh, over the last 10 years significantly by about 10 to 15 points. So they're still below 50%, but uh, they're still becoming more trusted, right? And you would think, you know, if they can raise their trust level over the last, you know, several years to become more better than so can everybody else. And I think it's because they're being more transparent about what they're doing. Yeah, I actually went uh, and got my car. Uh, took it to the dealership the other day to get a service on it. And one thing that this dealership did was they had a, a body camera on the technician and the technician was going around the car and they were explaining what they did and showing me as the owner of the car, hey, this is what your car looks like when your tires aren't on it. Here, this is what your brakes look like. 
And, you know, you're, this is what it measures at and showing you how they measure it. Oh, hey, this is me actually changing your oil. And this is the oil coming out. This is me putting new oil in. Hey, this is me actually rotating your tires because I said I would do it. And now I'm actually doing it. Uh, to me, that actually increases uh, the trustworthiness of that profession because I can actually physically see it. One and two, it kind of really makes me think like, wow. You know, you're actually taking the time to do this and show me and actually seeing what something looks like when it isn't right. Because, you know, we are not all of us aren't mechanics. A lot of us aren't mechanically inclined. I know I'm not. I could figure stuff out, but I'm not mechanically inclined. But if you show me how my brake pads are now and then four years from now or three years from now, you show me the difference in the videos of this is where you were, this is where you are now, like you need to change them out. This would be my recommendation. You can actually physically see it with your eyes. Like that's powerful. I think transparency is powerful. I think, you know, being upfront and honest and showing that is super uh, powerful because now you're showing you're honest, you're improving your integrity and you know, you're being sincere about what you're doing. And honestly, I think that's also treating people the way you want to be treated, right? So you take your, your car in somewhere and you expect the best service for your money, and now these people are actually providing it. And I thought that was really, really cool and neat that they did that, and the technology is there now that they can do that. But when I say that we need to treat everybody the way that we wanted to be treated and working on our ethical fitness, it sounds simple, right? But in practice, it's incredibly hard. And I have found that some of the simplest things to do can turn into one of the most complicated things to do and the hardest things to do because they get overlooked and we tend to overlook it. You know, how, how often do you get up in the morning and you honestly take a look and think, okay, this is what I'm going to do today to work on this thing that I'm struggling on with my morals or my values or my virtues. And if you don't, then that's okay. Uh, but I would challenge that maybe you, we all take a look at that, myself included, is how can I be better today than I was yesterday? How can I improve my profession today with my ethics? Just a, just a thought. And, and so I, I, I heard this uh, during the event and, you know, they were talking about morals and values and, and it was great. And then how, you know, the profession I'm in used to be the number two profession and now we're like the most we're the number five profession. And is it because we have a drop in values? Maybe, maybe it could be some other things that are out of control, but it's something to take a look at, especially when you, when you have people who are going out and doing this research and they've been doing it, you know, since 2002 and before collecting data. And over time you can see it increasing and then you see a, a decrease when multiple perceptions kind of match up, you might want to take a hard look in the mirror and go, okay, what are we doing and what can we do better then? What is it that we're not focusing on? So I want to thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. But before we go, I'd like to ask a favor of you if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two people who you think would like this topic. And if you haven't followed or subscribed on any platform that you're listening to that, if you could please do that and also hit that bell icon or the alert icon so you can be notified when another episode comes up. And then if you got some value out of this, if you could comment or leave a review so we can help spread this show to other people who might be interested in the topics but just haven't found this show yet. Again, thank you for stopping by. I'm Tim Staten, Staten the Obvious. <laughs>